1: Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest (laughs) you. And welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me are my fellow hosts, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Hi there. And today we have our also oh lovely patrons, Saint and Wolfsler. Hello. Hello. I waved. You guys can <laughs> waved. <laughs> 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 they can't see video, Wolf. So today we've brought our lovely patrons to talk to us, and we're gonna all hash out together the very confusing timeline. Of Resident Evil prior to four.
2: <laughs> yes, this is going to take place in the 1998 timeline.
1: Sweet. All right. So, shit, lot without further ado, say what? A lot happened in 1998. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, a lot of <laughs> shit went down in 1998.
1: So, Ariel, would you like to start us off with what happened? I do. You do? I do. Are you waiting for us to puzzle piece them together?
2: No. So (laughs) let's start off at the beginning.
1: That's usually a great place to start when we're trying to unconfuse things.
2: (laughs) At least this is the beginning of the games, not necessarily the beginning of it Mm -hmm. all. So in July 23rd, 1998, Mm -hmm. the Ecliptic Express comes under attack by leeches led by... Queen Leech.
1: Yeah, she crazy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Leeches. Gotta love leeches. No, I don't. So, that is when Rebecca comes in with Team Bravo, Mm -hmm. or Bravo Team, to investigate the cannibalistic murders in the Arclay Mountains. And then she meets up with Billy on the train, and they... Escape the train and escape the training facility and defeat Queen Leech. Mm-hmm. So, this is what this is the start of the games and the timeline.
1: Now, this came after all the others one, two, and three.
2: Yeah, this came out later, mm-hmm. but yet it takes it's zero, yeah, it's so it's a it prequel. Takes, yep, yep.
1: So why don't we jump into one? Because there's some things I want to bring up with the timeline between one and zero.
3: Well, okay. I'd like to bring up some things that kind of happen Ooh. in between it. Things that aren't Ooh. super relative to the plot, but they're interesting. Uh Joseph Kendo, who runs uh, the Kendo Gun Shop in um, in Raccoon City,
0: he I ends was wondering. Up, uh, I was wondering what. <laughs>
3: My brain died, and then he waved. It. <laughs> um, so he ends up uh, presenting the original prototype of uh, the Samurai Edge, so the gun that stars use, to uh, Brian Iron. And the stars team, they approve it, then they move into phase two. And uh, the alpha team, who we know Chris, Barry, Wesker, Jill, all are testing the prototype when they end up going on their mission.
1: So when they go into one, correct. See, that's a that's a we we breezed over that fact when we discussed, I believe it was one, right? We breezed over that fact, yeah, because they're
3: yeah they're completely testing out the samurai edge, which is now an absolutely iconic gun.
1: So can I just say, since it's appeared in almost every game in the series, how, since kendo's. Assumed to be dead.
3: Um, I'm. Sh- I don't know. Somebody got a hold of the schematics, <laughs> wide shipped it. I don't know. Irons passed it off to Umbrella. Umbrella did mm-hmm. some weird bullshit with it. I don't know. There's
0: somebody at Umbrella that can look at a gun and and they pay they pay enough people that someone can ver- reverse engineer the gun. So that's probably what happened. <laughs> yeah
1: see that's what i like to believe is that umbrella funded this whole project and because they wanted to give they wanted to give their you know elites at least a fighting chance against the uh bow's but after that they've realized how good of a gun it was and they were like we're just gonna mass produce this now
0: the resident evil history is great it's it's vast didn't umbrella um, fun stars. They did, yes. So they basically, basically funded and trained a team to prepare in case they fucked up the whole time.
1: Oh no, that's the brilliant part is they trained and equipped a team to test their BOWs.
0: That, okay, that's what it was. Test. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah. that's why. That's why Wesker led them there in one, two, <clears throat> the live test. Got it. Man, yep. Wesker's a fucking yep. dick.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. <laughs> We get to
0: know more about that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, um, I could, man, imagine that that stress of leading all those different lives. You're, you're a scientist, you're a fucking world dominator, you're a police captain or some shit like that. And you're just still an asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I
1: love that. And you're still an
0: asshole. <laughs> a- except for, so, welcome to Raccoon City, Wesker.
1: His... <laughs> His job title is scientist, super genius,
0: experiment. god, experiment,
1: experiment, cop, and asshole. And that is Wesker's official title.
3: And I'm sure we'll get to it later, but also in this time, um, what's his name? Al Lester is uh, exploring the um, uh, Arclay uh, Hospital, and he's finding Dorothy at this point. About the giant plant that's part of uh, Outbreak
1: Files 2. Yep. Yep. I had to take a minute to think about really? that. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> this is why the timeline's confusing. So let's straighten this out for everyone. So during this timeline, we have a Events of Zero happening simultaneously, along with Kendo's Gun Shop creating the first prototypes and the testing in the second phase for Stars Bravo team to get the Samurai Edge. And we also have the search within the hospital. Right. Do we have any other major events that happened during the time of zero?
2: I don't. I don't believe so. I don't think so.
1: I didn't think so. So let's move into the events of one for
4: our storyline. After Bravo team went missing, Alpha team was sent to go find out what happened to Bravo team and makes their way into the mansion after not finding Bravo team, where they encounter Rebecca, my favorite, (laughs) as well as a couple other Bravo team members which met dire fates. Mm -hmm. They also encountered their first cannibals. I'm using this in quotes for all your listeners. (laughs) And quickly came under attack. This is where Wesker's treason was detected or shown and they ended up fighting a tyrant and barely escaping depending on your gameplay version
1: yeah so that's that's a brief synopsis of what happens in the events of 1 which yes. is the next next major event on our storyline and i believe this doesn't happen too much longer after a bravo team goes missing
4: no
2: this is actually it takes place the next day july so thought, 24th
1: yep. So July 23rd, Bravo team goes out. July 24th is when Alpha team goes out to try to find them. I don't believe any other major events happened during this time frame with one. I know major discoveries are found as in Wesker being a traitor and things like that, but I don't think any other major events. No, I think. How about you guys? No, you I, got anything I, to
0: add? I don't think that. W- I think that was it. You know, we, we do have. Like I said, hospital what everything else going on. But the main the main focus of one was Going against the uh, BOWs.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to throw out there because I completely forgot it was only one day between events. Playing zero, how crazy it seems in 24 hours. And then for the uh, chief to be like, oh, yeah, they're dead. 24 hours, you need to go find them. Seems (laughs) ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that is pretty insane that they're like, no, 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 Bravo team's dead. It was literally a day.
0: But I, I, what I, what I felt, you know, I, I saw the ridiculousness, ridiculousness of it. But then I realized that it was probably all part of the plan to get them out there. You know. Oh yeah. They just okay. happened. Yeah, Bravo team just happened to go missing. Perfect opportunity to send them out there.
1: Wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly. So we have the events of one, which takes us into a very confusing situation. Errol, do you want to lead us on this one?
2: So technically the next game in the storyline is Resident Evil 3. Yep. It takes place September twenty-eighth.
1: This is where it gets confusing, listeners. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because the first half of this game takes place mm-hmm. before two. Yep. So and this one is with Jill and mm-hmm. Carlos.
1: So what happens in the first half of three and where do we pick up after? Yes. (laughs) I guess I'll take this one. This is my favorite game.
2: (laughs) Go for it. So
1: in the first half of three, the, the infestation or infection of the city begins. It's already been happening, but it takes a full fledged swing after, I believe it's the water supply, uh, gets affected. Yes. Yep. So after the water supply is affected, everyone is being infected and it's utter chaos. At this point, Umbrella unleashes. Now here's where things get hairy because in the original three, Umbrella releases Nemesis to track down stars team members because they're still putting star teams members through the hoops to test their BOW systems. Now in the remake, Nemesis is released to gain I believe it's the G-Virus sample. You're going to have to Google it. (laughs)
3: Stars.
1: Stars.
3: Um, Also, at this time, even before they do it, uh, Jill, they come back. Chris and them, they're sent on missions. Jill is benched. They're all like, yo, you're dealing with shit wrong. You're looking into Umbrella. You need to stop. Chill out.
1: Yeah, and I like that they I like in the remake that they hit that home Oh, right. When, when she has her nightmare and everything else. I liked in the beginning of the remake where just, you know, FYI, spoiler for all these uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I liked how they hit it home with the remake
3: Yeah, that they they really push that she's going through PTSD from the events
0: No, but I, like- I I, I do I do like the fact that they did in in the remake because mm-hmm. you know you never really the games they go so fast and you never really see them sit down and take a breath from fucking battling for their fucking lives for like yeah. twenty four because all this shit happens in a like matter of like a week <laughs> to be honest so everyone's like tired as fuck I imagine so to see you know Jill in the remake um, going through it. I I appreciate Mm -hmm. it because like I said, it just goes from game to game to game, action, 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 they're already there. There's no time for them to like, literally just be like, fuck, my life is falling the fuck apart right now. Oh, we get
3: we get a glimpse and phrases of that later, like with Chris and Six, yep. or a lot of yep. the movies, the animated ones that deal with Leon and some of the cast push that home as well, yep. that they're really fucked from these events. But no, in most of the games, it's really in passing. To be fair, though, mm-hmm. that's the whole reason, especially in the original games, there are two different tyrants out. There's Nemesis, and then there's, you know, the one we dub Mr. X now.
0: Mm-hmm. One is
3: G
1: Virus, one is
3: a kill the stars members who escaped.
1: Hey, don't get too far ahead now because we're supposed to unconfuse the timeline, Wolf. Oh, sorry.
3: <laughs> well,
1: we were just talking about how they changed the thing. I'm just,
3: yeah, my bad.
1: so yes in the original if you're playing nemesis is after stars and in the remake he's after sherry birkin because she has a g-virus in her locket so that being all said at this certain point when you i believe as you get to the police station you're running from nemesis you're trying to save you're trying to save Sherry in the in the remake, and in the original, you're just trying to get out of the city and trying to get as many survivors as you can. At that point, I believe there's a crossover into our next events in the timeline.
0: I forgot. <clears throat> Sometimes I do forget that Ted Dougal does go first part of resident evil resident evil 2 last part of resident evil 3 because she's there doing and and then when you realize when it clicks and you realize that because you did stuff in certain games that's why it's the way in other games It's like all right i like that i appreciate it
1: and then you also have the i believe it's not survivor series it's the uh outbreak files that tie in here too
3: because if i remember correctly it all takes place up until she gets infected and falls into a coma and then that's when Resident Evil 2 starts on uh, Tuesday, September
0: 29th. Yeah, because she's asleep and then she wakes up after Leon and Claire's already escaped and she continues on to the clock tower, which they don't include in the room. Damn them. (laughs) I I remember listening to you guys in the beginning when you talked about it. And I was mad about that, too. Like, utterly upset that we didn't spend more time. Yes.
1: That was a pivotal moment in the original game, The Clock Tower, because the clock tower is where you really get to where your decisions start to actually start to impact the end game. Yep. And... Not only that, but you start to see the characters play out more. Like you start to see in the original game, this is where you start to see the stress that Jill's under. Um, you start to see Carlos isn't just laughy, happy, go lucky anymore. He's he's actually starting to realize, "Oh shit, we don't fix this. We're we're fucked." Like it's it's where things get serious is the clock tower because it's the end
2: game. Okay.
1: But anyway, so I believe this is where 3 ends, right after the police station and Joe gets infected.
0: Yep. Joe
2: gets yeah. infected well, and
0: then we roll into Leon being Yeah, we being roll drunk.
2: into Resident Evil 2 on September 29th mm-hmm. with Leon coming into the city for his first day on the job and all of that shit goes down. Yep. So, that's the next thing in the timeline. Mm-hmm.
1: And RE2, I think, completely plays out. RE2 events completely play out simultaneous to um, outbreak file one, correct?
2: Yeah, the outbreaks, they take place during the Raccoon yep. City incident. As well as if you, I know it's not canon, but Operation Raccoon City. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. See, this is the part that's been argued back and forth. And there's no, there's real, really no definitive answer. Whether Raccoon, Operation Raccoon City is or is not canon. Because we've had people from Capcom on the team say it is. And we've had people from Capcom say it isn't. It's a very confusing situation. Well...
3: At the same time, I mean, you can kill most of the major players in Operation Raccoon City, but I'll, I'll argue with you that with you at a different point. Because I don't think <laughs> them showing up and killing Leon is canon at any point.
1: It's not. It's not. that They've said that option is not canon. Leon dying, not dying is the canon. They said that is the canon part of the storyline. Right. But to give synopsis of everything that's happening right now, this is where the outbreak starts. Three begins, the city's being devastated by Nemesis and you running around trying to escape. Then Leon comes in with his police car. Then everything goes topsy-turvy, upside down with Leon and Claire. And this is where the remake makes more sense. Because with Nemesis after Sherry Birkin, for the G virus, we start to see that reflect in areas where in two in the remake that you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I liked seeing that in yes. the remakes. Yeah. How they coincided with each other.
1: Yeah. That was incredible. The hole in the wall. Like when two came out, I was like, why is there this giant hole in the wall? <laughs> I, I thought
0: it was I thought it was perfect. Being able to <clears throat> actually do that stuff in game and then come mm-hmm. back later on and be like that I know why I did this just a few minutes ago. like, And you, then you start to piece the stories together and your head was like, yeah, I was just here as Leon. I just missed him. Maybe, you know, and I make a little story or whatever. Maybe if I run fast enough, I'll find him in the room or some shit like that. But Yeah. And th-
1: this, this is what I think is incredible. If you take a step back and you look, you have three games essentially happening simultaneously. And in order to get the whole story, you would have to play half a three stop pick up two play a little bit into two and then go play your outbreak file one and two simultaneously
0: I wonder if anyone's ever done a playthrough like that
1: I don't know dude that sounds like I have way not. too much work
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have, like I've played, work. played the games but not in that order <laughs>
1: So yeah, the events of three and two and Outbreak Files all happen here. So with all that being said, in our events of Raccoon City, before we jump elsewhere, I think it's time for a mid-break. So here we are in our mid-break. And the first thing we have to do is thank our amazing, lovely patrons. So I'm gonna start. (laughs) So first, we have to thank our official patron, Anthony Bellotti, and we have to thank our all access patrons, Remington Cloutier and Chris Slate. And of course, our VIP patrons that have joined us today. We have Saint and Wolfslore. Hi. And I believe now, don't quote me to this. I've got to check the uh, roster, but I believe you guys have T-shirts coming to you in about a month because the VIP patrons get I free merch every sizes. three months. Whoa,
3: that's super hype.
1: <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 I,
0: look <laughs> I was randomly in Patreon for whatever reason, and, it, and I saw the thing pop up on you guys. I was like, shirt size? I don't mind if I do. I went through it. I made sure every <laughs> single one was done. I'm ready.
1: Done. Ready. So essentially with our VIP patrons, every three months you will be receiving a custom one-of-a-kind Resident Evil Lorecast t-shirts uh, that we have painstakingly designed. Wolf even helped me with some of these.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep doing like hand motions to kind of confirm. and that's, It's not working. That doesn't work in an audio only. Like. Nope.
1: nope. So yeah. So these, uh, these designs are on our Twitter and they are on our Discord. If you want to take a look at those designs go on over there and you can check them out. But at any rate, with our thank yous out of the way, let's jump into what news we've brought. (laughs) All right, Daniel, what do you got? Yeah, me
4: first. (laughs) So I'm bringing merchandise, as I always try to do. Always. So this one is for everybody who likes to read. So this won't include Aaron. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So on the website... St. They have a Resident Evil series seven book collection, which is the Resident Evil novels, which eventually we will cover in yep. the forecast. Yep. So you can get all seven for it looks like right now the price is sixty four ninety nine before shipping. And the titles in the set are The Umbrella Conspiracy, Caliban Cove, my favorite because it has Rebecca in it, City of the Dead, Underworld, Nemesis. Code Veronica and Zero Hour. So if you want to find out ahead of time what we'll be talking about in these novels, mm-hmm. you should purchase this and read these. And how much was that? It <clears throat> looks like its four ninety nine before shipping. That's not a bad price for those, to be honest.
2: This is the first time where I'm going to say I don't want the merch Daniel brings because I have it already.
1: <laughs> I think it has different covers than you have,
4: though. Well,
2: yeah, I have You wouldn't covers. be a
1: good host if you didn't have it.
2: <laughs> I had it way before, before we ever you know. thought of doing a yep. podcast, so. So what'd
1: you bring, Ariel?
2: Well, I read an article, <laughs> much like I always do, <laughs> and the article is from Game Rant, and the title is, What Capcom Could Learn from a Fan-Made Resident Evil Remake.
1: I wonder which one they're talking about. Hmm.
2: So, a fan remake of Resident Evil is in the works. Ooh. Which includes features that Capcom should know if it decides to revisit the Spencer Mansion. So, as everybody should know by now, that Code Veronica fan remake is currently in development. But... They are talking about going into a remake of Resident Evil, Mm -hmm. a fan remake. Yep. So I'm just going to list a couple things that it says that Capcom should know if they remake Resident Evil. And they're saying an expansion of the story is necessary, which I kind of agree with. That would be nice to expand Mm -hmm. on the story. And then another thing is they want the RE2 remake style perspective to modernize Resident Evil remake, which I also agree with. That would be great. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to post this article link in the show notes. So if you want to check it out and read it fully, highly suggest it.
1: So a couple things to note about this. Uh, Those of you who are looking for the Code Veronica remake, fan-made remake, I should say, This has not been put on hold through development. I'm actually a part of their Discord. Um, They have blatantly said in their Discord that they are not putting anything on pause, hold, or anything for the Code Veronica remake to start this. Uh, They have both sides of development happening simultaneously. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Another thing with one is, is they promise to deliver the same... Authenticity and styling That they do in the Code Veronica remake Into the Resident Evil 1 remake So it's a promising team And the stuff I've seen From Veronica remake is pretty It's pretty hyped It's pretty exciting
2: I am definitely excited for both of them
1: (laughs) Well Saint Wolf Do you have anything to add?
0: I think Saints muted. My mine was the Code Veronica remake. I played I downloaded it. I played it and I loved it. So I, you know, I'm hoping Capcom sees this and and is like, "Hey, look, here's a bunch of fucking money. Here's some new equipment. You're a part of Capcom <laughs> now. Finish this." and then we get make it happen and then we get a cool Veronica remake and I, I can't wait I only got about halfway through um, the demo and I have so I need to finish it but I love playing it so far and it is absolutely beautiful so mm-hmm. that was mine I, I'm super excited for it because that's the Uh-oh. only smart thing to do <laughs> is to hire those people <laughs> And and, and and pay them to make this game and make you millions of dollars because look, we all ready to buy it right now. I, I'm re- I'm looking for the pre order link right now. I will now.
1: throw a wallet at you. Uh, yeah. you, you gotta take my money. Definitely buy it. absolutely. <laughs> uh, Capcom, if you're listening, take Saint's advice,
0: <laughs> please. I'm ready to pay you for collector's editions of anything. Just just make it happen, <laughs> please.
1: Uh, all right, Wolf. You look like you got something to add. Oh,
3: nothing. Just, just when it comes to merchandise, some of my favorite uh, Resident Evil merchandise. Uh, I believe justgeek.com does it. I can send you links to put them in the show notes. They do Resident Evil character ducks, like rubber duckies. Yep. But of the Resident yep. Evil characters, and I love them to death. I have a uh, hunk rubber ducky somewhere in the other room. Of some course, you do. <laughs> of course I do. It's it's top tier. I need the link. I'm gonna. Oh, I'll, Saint, I'll send Saint you the says link. You got to get Ariel, the Ari Merchant, and uh, Leon, rubber duckies.
1: They are not only are they adorable, but they're awesome. Oh, absolutely. I
2: need it in my life.
1: (laughs) No, we'll have Wolf send us the links (laughs) so we can put it in the show notes for everybody listening. Um, I have something uh, pretty cool to add. So we talked about the Jill Valentine statue that uh, GFX distribution was doing a while ago well they're doing one for leon from resident evil 2 as well so this thing is super nice we're gonna post links so you can go check it out uh but it's essentially leon from re2 shotgun on back handgun in hand and a zombie is running up the stairs at him while he's drawing fire this this thing is just i cannot put into words how awesome it is how well done it is it's what we've come to expect from just gfx distributions if you want to pre-order the shipping date is this month Um, pre-orders are open right now and you can pre-order with a deposit of 130 dollars. but the total cost for this thing is a hundred sorry 1349 dollars um it is a 23 inch tall and 20 inch wide statue it has the police station stage design and then you put both the zombie and leon on there so that is you if you want to go check it out it's at gfxdistribution.com and again we will have the show links in the show notes so with all that being said let's jump to the end of the episode So here we are at the end of the episode. So we've gone over the events that happen in Raccoon City from zero to the end of three. So what happens next in our nineteen... Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. I almost said 89. I don't know why. Oh, that was a year I was born. Uh, (laughs) Everybody knows my age now. So, yes. The events... That's it for the events that happen in our... 1998 Raccoon City timeline, I believe. We have
2: one more.
1: We have one more. October 1st, 1998. Raccoon
2: City is bombed.
1: I cannot forget. I don't know why I forgot that. Boom. Boom. That's the only event that happens on that day.
2: Boom. (laughs) A lot of destruction.
1: Can we just say that... I loved at the end of almost every single one of the games that took place in Raccoon City. The bomb was slightly different. Did anyone else notice that?
0: I'm going to
3: have to go look now. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I'd have to like play them back to back to pay attention. Cause I don't ever think I went, hold on a second. Is this nuke different from the last nuke?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, I will say that the explosion rate is slightly faster on the newer uh the newer remakes than the old games. So well, that comes down to graphics and things, but I just thought it was funny that the explosion rate was super fast for the newer games. <laughs> like it's almost immediate that the explosion happens. It's like boof.
2: Boom. boom.
1: Boom. Anyway, so the bomb happens. <laughs> So what happens next?
2: So the next thing in the timeline is Survivor, which takes place after the, after Raccoon City Mm -hmm. explodes. And it takes place on Sheena Island with Art Thompson.
1: And the, uh, NARC kid.
2: (sighs) Again with the poor kid. He's just a poor kid named
1: Lot. (laughs) I'm glad Wolf did it Uh, (laughs) But anyway
2: So yeah that takes place And he, Ark Mm -hmm. You know had lost His memory and then gets it back And fights off Hordes of B.O.W.s And everything else and him, Lot And Lily end up escaping Sheena Island Mm
1: -hmm. I Didn't fall in love With this game like I did the rest of the series
2: The, they could have gone a little more into a storyline. There was a storyline there, and I liked it, but they could have gone deeper. I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I guess I could see where you're coming. It's
0: not. Yeah.
1: How did you two feel about this?
0: I liked it. It's, like, the, it's probably like my second favorite.
1: I like Survivor a lot as well.
3: I think Vincent
0: it's- is a cool protagonist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean I liked the story Don't get me wrong It's the gameplay style that I just I'm sure if I went back and played it now I wouldn't be so attested to it But back then I, I just wasn't into that
2: You're not into anything cool
1: <laughs> I'm a fun sponge <laughs> So we have the events of Sheena Island And I believe that's all that happens During that timeline oh. oh
2: we got December one more. December of 1998 mm. is when Code Veronica happens
1: I meant for the Sheena Island I know Code Veronica happens Oh I thought you meant for
2: the whole <laughs> timeline of No
1: no no I my guess bad. my apologies So yes Code Veronica happens next Yes. By the way yes. Crit how can you hate
3: anybody named Ark Thompson you know he got bullied What kind of name is Ark
1: Oh, I didn't hate him. The character. Oh. oh, he
2: hated Lot.
1: <laughs> oh, really?
2: <laughs> oh, he hated Lot with a passion. Lot,
1: Lot was a jerk.
2: Because he was a narc. was a nerd. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk Lots about of this offline. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do offline. We'll talk about this later. But at any rate, so the events of Code Veronica. I I feel like Saint should have the honors of this one.
2: Oh, go ahead, yeah. Saint. Would you like to discuss <laughs> Code Veronica?
0: I would. Co-Veronica is probably one of my favorite in the series. I really like Claire as a character, so being able to play it was super fun and again, we we talked about the Co-Veronica remake. I was super excited to play it. I got about halfway through. Um, the only thing I don't like and I, I I forget his fucking name now. Steve? Steve. I fucking Steve. hate him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: those of you at home that can't see Saint's face he really hates uh, him
0: <laughs> that yeah, they can't see this either but that bullshit he does with the guns and whatever it, it just <laughs> spinning his hands around it, it was just it was just it was just too much for a serious situation for me <laughs> so like, to know, be fair I
1: how do you feel about Saint's character progression in this game
2: Saint God 100% 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> he came out of it a new man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> How do you feel about Steve's character progression in this game? Sage he, he <laughs> he has the most he came through.
0: Face. He came through. You know, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, I feel, you know, humanity in itself, everybody's kind of fucked or whatever, but I do believe and hope that at the end of the day, people just Quit this shit and help for the greater good. So I figured he he did it. So like he redeemed himself a little bit, but he's annoying.
2: He's annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the events of Veronica,
1: Claire pretty much just gets captured, um, taken off to
2: Rockford Island, Rockford
1: Island, um, where she meets Steve, not Saint. Uh, <laughs> as much as Saint wishes he was in the game.
2: Uh, <laughs> I went not twirl them
1: guns
3: like that. <laughs> um, um, if I'm not crazy, also, through this Game Code Veronica, we learn a lot more about Hunk's backstory through notes and shit, right? Because this is where he trained up and...
1: Yes. Yeah, yes, boy. We do.
3: <laughs> My boy Hunk coming through.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we learn a little bit more about Hunk here. And the thing is with Hunk is, as much as we know about him, there's a lot more we still don't know. Well, well, which, which is a tr- which is truly exciting, but yet terrifying at the same pace.
2: The fact that he's the one in the background orchestrating all of this—I
1: feel like that's the case.
2: <laughs> fan theory,
1: fan theory, right here. <laughs> you heard it here first. Me and Wolf firmly believe that he's the orchestrator behind all of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, But at any rate, so Steve and Claire make their great escape uh, only to. Well, Claire's off trying to find Chris this whole time. And they learn that Chris is no longer here. He's in another castle. (laughs) Uh, You know, Mario style. And then they have to fly to, I believe it's Antarctica. Yes. So in Antarctica, they run around. Figure out some new things with, of course, Resident Evil or with Umbrella's corruption. Um, they realize that the—I don't know—I don't know, <laughs>
2: I don't know where brain, you're going. With my this, brain went to so.
1: the twins. Is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm.
0: The twinness. Zingular. Zingular.
1: The, yeah, the one living still, because uh, she's in Antarctica, isn't she? Mm -hmm. yeah so this is where they run into Alexia Ashford uh, and things start to go south for them and then the rest of the events play out I do want to make one mention though Nosferatu was awesome
2: yeah agreed Yeah,
1: Yeah, probably one of my top five Resident Resident Evil B.O.W. final bosses agreed easily So that, I believe, pretty much wraps up our entire timeline here.
2: Yeah, this, like we said, we were just covering the 1998 Mm -hmm. timeline. So much happened in it. So many dates running around. Yeah. So let's simplify it for everybody.
1: So one more time, we go through zero into one into three up until Jill gets infected then you'll jump to two simultaneously while the middle of three and the beginning of two are happening. We also have the outbreak files one happening. Then we jump to the explosion. So then we have Sheena Island in survivor and code Veronica.
2: And then you also forgot outbreak file two. Yeah, I was.
1: You went one, and then I held up two, and you just skipped over it. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. So, twos uh, alongside one.
2: Yeah, two happens like right after one. Or no, they go in. They go hand yeah, in hand. Yeah, so.
1: So, there's your official RE timeline of the 1998 yes. timeline. Does anyone have anything else to add to that? Because that is a lot of info drop.
2: Uh, yeah, I do. Um, we still have three other games before four. <laughs> so Deeply disappointed about this. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one of these days. One of these one days. Of these we'll get, days, to we'll four, get
2: to four. In about four weeks.
1: So on that note, we've come to the end of our show. And it's only right that we ask our wonderful guests what they have going on. So Wolf, do you have anything incredible going on? Um, Where can we come hang
3: out with you at? Uh, you can absolutely come hang out with me on uh, the Discord. Uh, their Discord, because I'm always there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he really is.
3: Um, <laughs> lurking in the Shadows, you can also come hang out to me on uh, Twitch. Twitch twitch.tv slash wolf's i've been playing a lot of uh scarlet nexus recently uh there's mm. going to be a lot of final fantasy content coming up hopefully uh some uh 14 or reborn with our boy saint here um we'll, other than that uh we'll have to stick around and see what the future uh
1: holds i'm pretty excited for the future <laughs> Saint, what do you got going? Where can we get a hold of you?
0: Um, I'm pretty much uh, dirty underscore Saint everywhere. Um, that's my Twitter. So if you go to my Twitter, you can pretty much find me anywhere. Um, I'm getting back into streaming. So you know, just got done putting together Ultraman model kit. I got a Common Rider uh five's one coming that that wolf sent me a link mm-hmm. to he look, he sent me a link and it was a picture of a bunch of like of boxes of like model kits and and so i go to the website or whatever and they have one in stock of this common Rider five oh oh you I got did. it oh yes oh yeah oh hell so, yeah so, so i'm gonna put that i'm gonna put that <laughs> together uh whenever it, whatever it comes in or whatever but uh Yeah, Go to my Twitter, you can find me there And uh, yeah, just like Wolf said We got some some good stuff coming in the future
1: I'm excited for this I'm not going to spoil it, but they have some Amazing things coming, and I'm ready for it (laughs) So Daniel I hear you're going to start Twitch streaming too Or at least Twitch streaming
4: more More Trying to Where can we check you out? Uh, Twitch.tv slash fumbling for Daniel fumbling for Daniel and no I'm not a for Pursuit cover band
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Wolf>. <laughs> so we have some pretty exciting things uh, coming here as well uh, myself and Ariel um, coming February are going to be releasing the very first episode of the Legend of Zelda lore cast so if you are a Legend of Zelda fan you'll definitely want to check
0: that one out I definitely will be. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I cannot wait.
1: Look, listen. (laughs) Hey, look, listen. So with all that being said.
2: Actually, before (gasps) we end, I want to hear Saint's interpretation of Welcome to Raccoon City. I know it's not on the timeline or anything else. I'm just interested to know it.
0: You know what? So am I. Let's hear this, Saint. And I'll start with one of the words you just mentioned, the timeline, which they completely fucked the entire movie. (laughs) Starting there. So, because we had uh, the Trevor girl that got experimented on. She's Well, hold on.
1: For anybody listening who hasn't seen this movie, this is where your cue is if you don't want spoilers to jump off listening
0: and trust me you you just should just keep listening and save yourself
1: <laughs> the so anyway now that we have our spoiler alert out there go ahead saint
0: one completely messed the timeline up just just the way i would describe it is they gave a fan the budget to said hey look make a resident evil movie and they and they said oh this is my one shot I'm just going to cram as much shit as I fucking can into this movie. (laughs) That's it. You know, the whole Wesker timeline, the Wesker, I mentioned him earlier, Wesker was a completely different character. He wasn't experimented on. He wasn't some super smart.
2: He wasn't a a bitch.
0: (laughs) 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 And he wasn't, and the Wesker, I know, yes, wasn't a bitch. Um, Jill Valentine, the the heroine fucking saving the world from I mean, everybody wasn't some love struck high school girl fucking calling <laughs> over Wesker or whatever. Chris wasn't high yes. mighty. And that's another thing that kind of, it was a, and at and, and the end of the day, it was a Claire Redfield movie.
1: It definitely was a Claire uh, and, and, Redfield. And I, and focused I, I don't movie. not want to
0: claim that, you know, my friend, my friend Show Enough, he's the one that told me that when we were talking about it or whatever. And maybe, realize it. But yeah, it was it was all about Claire. Mm-hmm.
1: Because now I, we did we did do a deep dive discussion for a Patreon exclusive episode with Wolf. Yeah, I was
3: <laughs> Oh, um but here here's <laughs> a question. hat because you didn't get around to the one character I was waiting for. Uh, how do you feel about shoot and the ass Leon
0: No. <laughs> I have watched Leon go from a heartbroken, hungover rookie cop coming in and saving, you know, saving people in Excellent Raccoon City to President's daughters and saving the world, all this other stuff. And, and now he's some, it's not, who's the, uh, you got, I'm just gonna show my age, Barney Fife. Barney Fife. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Barney Fife, fucking Leon Kennedy. Goofy-ass, on I'm uh, tired. Like, it was... You know what bothered me the most out of the whole movie? was the beginning, when the zombie, who we've been trained and taught of all the money we sunk into these games to believe that zombies, they react to sound, sight, they go after you, blah, blah, blah. blah. In the beginning of the movie, the first zombie you see looks at them, and then walks the fuck off. Oh, I about a zombie that, yeah. sees two people yelling and making noise and blah 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 and the, the, the instinct of a zombie is to just devour says, no, I'm good. And just stroll no, into good. the
1: woods. I'm just going to stand in the woods and, and stare then, And yeah, I like- went
0: back and I looked because, you know, it bothered me. I went back and I looked and saw that, uh, what's her name? Trevor... Um,
1: Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Trevor, Lisa,
0: Lisa Trevor, Trevor. Yeah. Lisa Trevor was in the woods, right? Yeah. And so then yeah. I'm thinking, one, how the fuck did she even know Claire was gonna be there that exact time? That's weird. <laughs> Two, does she now have some secret mind control over zombies now that we don't know of? Love, I've never heard of in any of the games that I've played. She can just say, "Hey, no, she's good. She was, she's with me. Go, go fuck some other <laughs> shit." Up. And and it's just I I th-
1: I think before we go any further, we need to make a special note here. We aren't blaming the actors for this know. at all. They did a good job. They did a phenomenal job playing their parts. It was the <laughs> The written script writers. It was the writers. It was the writing. Yes. The writing. The director. It was everyone behind the scenes that you can't see that's it's your fault and for for, (laughs) for the
0: off chance that any of those people involved with the making of that movie actually hear this we do appreciate that we got something yeah i just want to say that you know a lot of people still complain or whatever but we 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 appreciate that we got another resident evil movie but you all sat there and acted it out and set at the acting table, <clears throat> put it on the screen, and should have prepared yourself for what's about to happen to you. We in the
3: theater call it blocking. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, I completely get it, and I'd say, hey, if you you get the chance and they don't shut it down, do it again, but do it slower. Don't fucking cram everything.
1: in. Yeah, it,
0: it would be perfect dive. if it was slower. Yeah, if, if they if yeah. they if they just focus on the mansion and all the underground stuff and all the other all everything that happened just in the mansion we would i would i couldn't wait just do the timeline you it's laid out for you like don't it's you 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 just copy it it's okay you got the rights just just copy it we don't care but just do it the timeline
1: yeah what what i'll say is this what upset me most about this movie and i said it in the i said it in the patreon exclusive is We were promised a a live-action representation of what we hoped for when we were we lads and lasses, okay? We wanted a live, real screen, just representation of the RE universe. We were promised this. What we were delivered is an alternate dimension, essentially. And... I think that's what upset me the most. If I knew going into this, that this was going to be an alternate take on Resident Evil as a whole, I've been like, okay, I expect a little differently. I'm still excited. I expect a little differently, but you advertised to all of us that this was an actual representation of the games.
0: And and one more thing, the dog (laughs) just (laughs) bit the guy and that's it. The dog is already (laughs) turned into a zombie and just bit him, and that's it. He didn't... Dogs... I hate them in every single game. I hate them. So I know that they don't just sit there and look at you and not bite you the fuck up or whatever. So...
3: And I feel like the way the characters develop, you said Barney 5, I feel like Leon, especially the way his character development goes, he goes from Riggs to Murtaugh to use movie references to where he's just at this point. He's just (laughs) I'm too old for this shit, man. I'm doing it. I'm good at what I do, but fucking come on. And same with Chris. He goes from like Mills to Somerset um, using a 7 reference. Mm. So...
0: (laughs) I got, quit showing your age. I got, I got a question for you guys. Just, what do you guys think of the scene of the truck exploding and the zombie <sighs> on fire walking into the RPD? With Leon just jamming away on his headphones, not paying.
3: By the way, I don't know if you listened to our deep dive before, or after, but do you know how many fucking times they do the "somebody's listening to music too loud" and just?
1: <laughs> Ariel, Ariel, I think represents us all when she, her opinion is on this scene.
2: It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fucking ridiculous for any human being to be sleeping, listening to music, and not wake up to that explosion. It's s- just dumb. Even
3: if you're he, alone. The
0: heat,
2: yeah, <laughs> he alone. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> the just, initial vibration. <laughs> oh, it's so bad.
0: Uh, oh. He did have really had nice hair though. He did.
1: Uh, originally see this is my thing originally I was like okay well they're taking some liberties with the character designs to modernize them I am accepting of this Uh, it's okay just modernize them that's fine y'all y'all went so far away from that (laughs) I I I mean actors who played the characters if you want another shot Daniel wants to be a director uh (laughs)
0: Oh, that's the other thing that I forgot of all the things that you put in the game. They even put the the damn Cole Veronica uh, dragonfly scene in the movie, but no Rebecca. Like she couldn't be sitting behind a counter somewhere, just chilling. Just a one cameo. No, Rebecca at all. No.
1: <laughs> Daniel's throwing his hands up. No,
2: Rebecca. They could have easily thrown her in the mansion. She was there in one.
1: Yeah
0: boom well
1: that's we got a lot of feelings about this movie (laughs) Mm -hmm. we may have to do another Patreon talk about this well with all that being said I think it's time for a wrap so thank you Wolf and thank you Saint for joining us again it was a fantastic episode
0: thank you for having us and us, I, we really appreciate it. I, I have a lot of fun with you guys. I love you guys. It's
3: awesome. <laughs> yeah, we love you too. Absolutely what he said. He spoke for me as
1: well. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent.
2: We love you too. Uh, I give this episode a five Leon's out of five.
1: I'm going to give it 10 hunks out of five. I'm going to, it blew the charts away. <laughs> I think it would be egotistical if I rated it. <laughs> Well, with all that being said, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at... R.E. Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time. Stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger. What up to Night City? You're listening to N54 Radio. This is DJ Sparks bringing you a new hit show from Night City. Cyberpunked, a cyberpunk red live play podcast. Listen as a ragtag group slamming on the corpos. Survive the streets and try to keep from being flatlined. You can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, or wherever else you get your podcasts. DJ Sparks out! Hello, this is Charlie Transmutation coming to you with another PSA announcement. No, Charlie. This is a commercial. What? Crap. Nobody told me that. Well, what are you supposed to do in this thing anyway? Well, Charlie, I'm glad you asked. This is the part where we introduce our new homebrew 5e D&D podcast, The Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit, where we explore the homebrew world of Alteris using homebrew rules and homebrew material from the Dungeon Master's Guild. yeah, sounds boring. I'm out of here. See you later, Charlie. We hope to have you guys come check us out soon. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts.